0: Shalom, all praises, glory and honor to Yahweh Bahashim, Yahweh Shai, the heavenly Father's name is Yahweh, which means he exists, Bashim, ba which means in the name, Yahweh Shai, which means he is the deliverer who the world earthly calls Jesus Christ. The heavenly Father have given us this truth to the Ruach Qadash, which is the Holy Spirit, and we thank Yahweh BaShem ba Yahweh Shai for his tender mercies. Peace and blessings to the elect and the remnant, which consists of your so-called Negroes, Latinos, Native Americans, as well as the Israelites, who look like all the different nations, but your lineage go back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Peace and blessings, and Shalom to you, brothers and sisters out there. I hope you had a um, a uh, beautiful and wonderful Shabbat, as well as the uh, closing of the Passover right now. We are uh for those you know those brothers and sisters out there that observe the Shabbat we are in the Shabbat right now, and it will end this uh evening you know right now it's two fifty three a m so uh later on this evening that will be the end of the uh, Shabbat during sundown and uh yesterday evening was the um the closing of the Passover the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So again, hope you brothers and sisters out there had a blessed uh, holy convocation. You know, the Lord told us that we we're, were supposed to or were commanded to rehearse the righteous acts, which are to keep the law statutes and commandments the best of our ability. And that's one thing this devil don't want us doing is rehearsing those righteous acts because the more we rehearse the righteous acts of Yahweh, We draw close to the Lord, you know, keeping his commandments is uh, a very good thing. You know, the reason why we're in this situation, because we broke the law, statutes and commandments. So in order to uh, rectify the situation is to come back to the heavenly father's law, statutes and commandments. So I want to go into a topic that a brother had. Um emailed me about the gatekeepers and we're going to go into that because, um, that's a heavy topic, man. You know, one thing, uh, when I, um, was blessed to, uh, get the understanding, you know, coming into this truth, what, uh, led me to this truth was, uh, going into the, uh, the lies of of all these different religions, you know, I started researching about the different uh, religions and found out they were man-made and, uh, the holidays and a lot of the customs were pagan. And then I started, uh, also going into how, uh, some of these, uh, leaders that came up with these, uh, denominations, they were Freemasons. And then afterwards, Um, I started, you know, later on researching the gatekeepers, you know, the boule, because when you go into the gatekeepers, the gatekeepers or those so-called Negroes who are put in place to basically protect the power structure, the Edomite power structure, you know, these are the minions, these are, um. Your Christian pastors and your politicians, these people are the gatekeepers. They're set in place, but they won't do anything to help the so-called Negroes who are from the tribe of Judah. They're there to, uh, you know, give the illusion of equality. You know, they're there to give the illusion that America is this uh, fair and uh, just society that, uh, got over racism and got over slavery. No, these people are just puppets. That's all they are. They have no power. They're there to, uh, you know, watch the gates, which those gates that they're watching aren't the gates of the Israelites, you Negroes, you know, from the tribe of Judah, they're there to watch the gates of the elites of this white supremacist system. You know, they're nothing but watchdogs. That's all they are. And they're there to, um, you know, in so many words, they're there to. um, To allow who they want to go through the doors, which they all congregate together, you know, because the uh, the gatekeepers or who are the boule, you know, that's the uh, real gatekeepers of the so called Negro community. Cause when you go into uh who's really uh the ones who are set up to uh, to be those uh watch uh dogs for the elites and uh the, in the Edomite society, they're in those Greek fraternities, you know. So we're gonna first go into the definition of Boulet because it's actually a uh, Greek word and it says a legislative council of ancient Greece consisting first of an uh, aristocratic advisory body and later of a representative Senate. So that's where the term boule comes from. It just basically means uh, a council or a council of nobles. So those so-called Negroes that are, um, set up by the power structure, they're basically the, uh, legislative council or nobles that are, you know, pretty much there to do the bidding of their masters. And that's why in this society, our people who are placed in these positions You notice that they do nothing of constructive value, you know, to help us. They're there to uh, practice a policy known as benign neglect, which is to ignore our problems while these people are going out of their way to support the Ukraine. And they ignore what's obviously happening, you know, which is. Injustice, you know, persecution, oppression, you know, fraud, all kind of things that these people are doing to take advantage of us being in a powerless position, you know, in this society, because we have no real leadership. We have no real um, representation. These people are nothing more than sock puppets (laughs) you know what i'm saying they're meat puppets that's all they are man they're 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 you know they're just of no value man you know because they they're not helping us man and the lord uh dealt with those same people which were the pharisees and the scribes they were your um you know ancient boule, so to speak those wicked Pharisees and scribes—they were doing the bidding of the Romans, you know. And America is the revised Roman Empire. Now, one thing when you go into the uh, the word "boule," it also it 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 has other uh, meanings too, because it's also a French word too. <laughs> and I'm let me find that right quick, cause I thought that was pretty funny. Because when you go into the word boule, it actually means a round, uh, like a bread. Let's see. Yeah, it's like a round bread boule. And I know a lot of <laughs> brothers out there be going in on these uh, these uh, Uncle Tom. Well, I shouldn't say Uncle Tom because Uncle Tom, he, he wasn't no... Um, no, Coon, he was actually a writer. But I'll say uh, a lot of those uh, Sambos and Coons, you know, you hear brothers going in about the butter biscuits. So I just thought that was kind of funny that the boule, they actually, you know, the word boule is actually like a, a, a round biscuit or or a piece of bread. There's A lot of these Negroes, they're good getting hot, buttery uh, biscuits you know, just to do the bidding of their masters because in a um, time of slavery, slaves would sell out other slaves for, for what? Biscuits, you know, buttermilk biscuits. And a lot of these Negroes, they're getting their modern day buttermilk biscuits, you know, getting money, getting favors, you know, bribes. It says boule bread. Let's see. Let me get the origin. I just thought that was kind of funny, man. You see how these words, man, they intertwine. Let's see. Origin. It says one of the oldest bread from France is boule, a French... Bread means ball, and that is a sh- the shape of the original bread makers would make dough uh, around like a ball. It says, um, a boule in France has a texture similar to a baguette, crispy on the outside. So Negroes, they be getting them crispy, golden uh, buttermilk biscuits, you know, to sell out their own people, man. These Negroes, man, they're... They're just utterly useless, man. They see our people suffering, and again, going back to what I was saying, how the wicked Pharisees and the scribes—they were doing the bidding of the elites, you know, of that time, which were which was the Roman Empire, the Caesars, and uh, and the uh, different um, nobles that were occupying Israel. So let me read a scripture uh, or a few scriptures. And then we're going to go into the boule, which are the gatekeepers. And when you go into the, um, the boule, which are basically the black fraternities, the Greek fraternities, you cannot, uh, go into the subject without mentioning, mentioning the brother, Steve Coakley. Now, Steve Coakley, um, he passed some years ago and he even, um, um, uh, Recorded a video, or the person that was with him recorded a video when he was in the hospital, and Steve Coakley um believed that he was poisoned because he he for years was going into this whole subject of the Greek fraternities, the Boule, which I think is a uh, Sigma uh, Pi Phi, if I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong, but we're gonna uh listen to this audio of uh, this brother, Steve Coakley going into the history of the boule. He again went into great detail of these gatekeepers. So that's first start with, uh, let's see. I wrote some scriptures going into this cause I was doing some research cause I haven't went into this uh, topic in a while. And, uh, It's an excellent, you know, uh, you know, subject to go into. So the water to the brother who uh, suggested this, uh, this very lesson. So again, the gatekeepers or your uh, modern day Pharisees and scribes. So we're going to first go into the book of Jeremiah 14 and 2 and uh, this scripture we went into before, but this scripture really is going into the gatekeepers. So this is the book of Jeremiah chapter 14, verse two, and it reads Judah mourneth and the gates thereof of languish. They are black into the ground and the cry of Jerusalem is going up. So Judah is you so-called Negroes of uh, North America and uh, scattered abroad. You're from the tribe of Judah. You know, those who descended from uh, the uh, slaves that came over here by boat, you know, African-Americans, colored Negroes, whatever you want to call yourself. You're from the tribe of Judah. You're from the same tribe as the Messiah, who the world calls Jesus Christ. It says Judah mourning. So we're in mourning, you know, us Judites. We are in mourning, man. We are heavily oppressed you know, we're, uh, greatly hated in this society. There's a constant, uh, target on the tribe of Judah's uh, back. Our people are constantly sabotaged. They, uh, deprive us of, uh, really civil and human rights. They economically, uh, oppress us. You know, they sabotage our businesses and our towns, our economic, uh, development, you know, redlining, all the different things that the system is set in place to constantly overthrow what we uh, set out to do, which is based off the curses. So we're in mourning, you know, we're, we're in, um, we're in lamentation. We're lamenting. When you go back to those Negro spirituals, swing low, sweet chariot, um, was it Wade in the water? All of those songs, man, those filled hollers—you could hear the pain in in the slaves' voices that died in captivity, man. Men, women, and children were born into slavery and died in slavery. So our people, all the way to this day, are in mourning. You know when you see those uh slave uh depictions on TV or the movies you know, if you don't feel a certain way, man, you, 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 have no, uh, basically, man, you have no soul. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you have totally been a uh, brainwash that you can't even relate to the pain of your people, you know, but those that are in the right spirit, we're, we're lamenting, man. You know, it, it hurts our soul to see our people in such conditions, you know, and is again, is based off of us sinning, you know, against our power. It says, and the gates there of languish. So the, the gates that represents the leadership. So the gates are languishing because we have no real leadership. We have no real power. The people that sat in place of puppets, you know, and they are uh, there to uh, do the bidding of Babylon the Great. So when you go into the word gates, or Salaki, like, yeah, that's um, let's go into the word mourn. The word mourn means to lament of land or gates. So we're lamenting, man. You know, because one, we're not in our homeland. You know, in our power structure, uh, it's languished because, you know, the Israelites, which is you know, the 12 tribes of Israel, we had our homeland, which is the land of Israel. We had our own society. We had our law, statutes and commandments. You know, we had our army, you know, we had, uh, everything that a nation is supposed to have, but because we're in this low condition, we don't have anything. That's why our people, uh, who are talking about uh, reparations and, um, and building a black Wall Street all over again. Well, if that was to happen, the same thing will happen all over again. Because if you can't protect your resources, if you can't protect the men, women, and children, you're you're vulnerable. You know, you're open to invaders. That's why the Edomites were able to come in and destroy all of those black towns. Because we don't have a military. So our gates languish and we're in mourning. So let's go to the word uh, gates. Now, the word mourn, that's in the Hebrew H56, if you want to go into the Strong's Concordance. So the word mourn is in the, again, the Hebrew 56 and the word gates, that's 8179. So the definition of gates is the entrance, space, inside, gate, marketplace, public meeting, place a palace royal castle temple a court of tabernacle heaven so our gates or the entrance which that represents our rulership is uh is in mourning you know the marketplace we don't have again uh um you know an economic structure you know that's not um talking about no uh barber shop or no hair salon or no little soul food restaurant. No, if you have a, a marketplace, you have a uh, commerce, you know, and when we had that, you know, like in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, cause that dollar circulated over many times, you know, they had a movie theater, they had uh doctor's offices, pharmacists they had schools um they had their own uh airplane strip you know grocery stores you know barbershops and you know the black folks they was driving around and nice cars and the women were wearing furs and you know everybody was sharp man you know the men uh were um family men you know they were wearing suits and you know you know, in that time period, man, they they were you know again, they they were well kept, and the Edomites became jealous and pissed off and destroyed the town, man, and bombed it from the sky, you know, because uh the people in Black Wall Street, um uh, although a a lot of uh Jakes that came back from World War War One, they were able to defend uh the city you know, or the town green, you know, which was in Greenwood, uh, a section in, um, Tulsa, which is called Greenwood or was called Greenwood. They were able to defend, you know, a lot of the, um, against a lot of the uh, white mobs that was coming in. But what ended up happening was the national guard came in, um, as backup and that's how, um, you know, the town was destroyed because they, Again, they bombed it from the sky. So let's go to the word languish, which is uh, H50 or excuse me, H535. So the word languish, it means. To be weak, to droop, to be exhausted, to grow feeble. Says. uh. Parse uh, participle of the heart. Participle of the heart. So yeah, the gates languish our rulership, you know, we don't have um protection, you know, because in the ancient times the Israelites that had, you know, um you know, which, you know, would you would call like walls, you know, high walls. And it would have like, a, you know, Israel had like a big gate, you know, and the watchmen would blow the shofar or blow the, um, the ram's horn to warn the Israelites about any incoming danger, but because the gates languish, we don't have that, you know, in, in a physical sense, but In a spiritual sense, the the men of the Lord are sounding the alarm. The watchmen, brothers out there that are prophesying and doing uh, video lessons and and warning our people. So although uh, we don't have uh, the actual gates, you know, because they languish, the watchmen are standing their watch or standing upon their watch to warn our people, you know, about the incoming danger. So let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse seven. Cause we just read in the scriptures that I've, that our people don't have, um, gates going back to the, uh, the boule, you know, the, uh, the gatekeepers, they're not watching our gates. They're watching Esau's gates and they're, they will allow, uh, only those that are within their circle. Steve Coakley, he go into how the system is like a circle inside of a circle inside of a circle. So they protect their circle. You know, the the Boulay, which are basically your bourgeois Negroes in those fraternities. They're the they're the lawyers. You know, what I'm saying they're the uh, accountants. They're the ones who were uh, propped up, you know. They're the ones that uh, are rich. They have influence, you know. And unless you're a one of them, you can't you can't get in into that circle, you know. And it it's uh really um satanic, man. Is is uh, is uh going after other gods because the boule it comes out of those Greek uh, customs, you know. Just like in the ancient times, you had Negroes that were in that Gentile state of mind. They were going to those gymnasiums and, um, you know, which back in the Greek, you know, Greco Roman Empire, the Greeks, they were involved or uh, participating in homosexuality. So they were up in those gymnasiums naked and and wrestling and all the shit that uh, that that you see. Now in America, which is Babylon the Great, the homosexuality, the lesbianism, you know, the pedophilia, the bestiality, all of that was back then in those uh, Greco Roman times. So let's go to uh, again the book of uh, Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verse 7. Let's see. Bear with me, Salakia. Okay, here we go. This is the book of um, Ecclesiastes, chapter seven, verse seven. Surely oppression make of a wise man mad, and a gift destroyeth the heart. So when you are oppressed um, and you're mad, you're actually wise. Surely oppression make of a wise man mad. That's why. A lot of our people who, who aren't, who aren't, you know, um, uh, in, uh, positions of power and they're, they're, uh, upset or angry about these conditions. You're, you're actually, uh, wise, man, because the people who are in those positions of power, they're not mad. The reason why, as the scriptures say, and the gift destroyeth the heart. So they're not mad because they receive those gifts, which is bribes and and a money and and a power and when I mean power, I don't mean like real power, just a little power that that they uh will distribute to uh hand packed negroes. This is in a gift destroyed the heart, so them taking those bribes, them taking uh money to look away or ignore our problems. Their minds are destroyed, a gift destroy of the heart. The heart is your mind. So their minds are, are destroyed, you know, because they're not concerned about the people. They're only concerned about themselves. They only care about the, you know, the money that they're making, their houses, their cars, you know, their mistresses and, and their trips and stuff like that, looking good in front of the camera and, and, uh, and, uh basically showing out in front of their own people. So let's go to the word uh, oppression which is in the Hebrew 62:33 oppression is extortion, injury, gain by extortion, fraud, distress, cruelly, deceitfully gotten, unjust gain. So when you go into the word oppression, people are uh, cruelly treated, you know, they're in distress. Uh, those that are oppressing is usually through fraud, you know, through unjust gain, you know, getting things that are uh, not exactly earned, like the a system of chattel slavery. That's through unearned income. You know, so these uh, societies and their think tanks and their uh, their institutions is all set up through deceit is all set up through unjust gain. A lot of the companies that benefited from slavery, they're still around and the trillions that they owe is through unjust uh, gain, you know, unearned income. And the people that's supposed to be speaking up for us, they don't, you know. That's why the scriptures tell us that our gates languish. So let's go to the word gift. Which is 4979 gift, present, bribe. So. These people, they get gifts, they get bribes, they get presents, they get, um, you know, talk shows and like, uh, what's his name? Um, Al Sharpton, you know, a lot of these Negroes, they're nothing but democratic shields. They're not there to help black folks. They're there to, uh, get black people to vote for the democratic party. Just like you have Negro shields that are there to get votes for the uh, Republican party. It's all a part of the same bird, you know, you got, uh, these Negroes still trying to get a, a a civil rights, uh, anti-lynching law passed, you know, Negroes been lynched for hundreds of years and they still uh, kicking around a uh, anti-lynching bill, which goes to show you, man, that these people, they don't have power, you know? Now you can have, uh, uh, people who are not even from here, like the Ukrainians or Ukrainians. And all of a sudden they getting billions of dollars. They, they got a, a free ticket to the United States. A lot of these Ukrainians or neo-Nazis, you know, and they're going to come over here and, and, uh, and be a racist man towards so-called Negroes. While they want you to support the, uh, the Ukraines, man. You got your damn mind? How the fuck am I going to, uh, um, uh, support a neo-Nazi system society, you know, human traffickers and, and, um, all kind of corruption, man. They got that, was that uh, they talking about a, uh, bio lab over there where they over there experimenting and, and, um, uh, you know, tinkering with deadly z- diseases and shit, man. How the fuck are we supposed to uh stand behind something like that, man? That's why I said, surely oppression make of a wise man mad, you know? But the scriptures tell us to be angry, but sin not, you know? So the word heart as the scriptures say, a gift destroyeth the heart, the um, Strong's number is 3820. So the heart is the inner man, the soul, the mind, the will, thinking, knowledge, seed of courage, seed of emotion. So when that uh, man or that woman's heart is destroyed, they have no knowledge, you know, they have no courage, you know, the seed of their emotions, they have no emotions, you know. They don't care about our people. They don't have no conscience or conscience. You know, their inner man or their soul or their mind is devoid. That's, uh, that remind me uh, of the scripture in the book of uh, Zechariah. Because just like um, Jeremiah 14 and 2 is talking about the gatekeepers. Zechariah is, is as well as talking about the gatekeepers. So let's go to Zachariah. let's see. This is talking about how people they don't care, man. They they don't they don't care about us. You know, they they only care about uh votes. Let's see. Let me see if I can find it right quick. Uh, I think it's in Zechariah 11. I might be wrong. Let's see. It's my new sword, my new Bible. And uh, let's see. Let me look it up right quick. Bear with me. And and again, I'm going to play the audio. I just needed to uh, go through these scriptures because uh, it's very important to realize that there's nothing new under the sun. So the word is going to talk about these these Negroes, not only in the past, but also in these uh, modern times, because it's the same spirits that's back on the earth. where it talks about their own shepherds, pity them not. That's in the book of Zechariah 11, verse five. So let's read that. It Okay, here we go. It says, whose possessors slay them and hold themselves not guilty. So who possess the Israelites, the so-called white man? He's the one who possess the so-called Negroes. From the tribe of Judah, it says whose possessor slay them. So those that possess you, you know, you have the last name of the slaves map of the slave master, you know, the Edomites. They slayed our people, you know, through chattel slavery, even, you know, in these modern times. You know, Jake get gunned down in the streets and you know, they have uh people out there with marching signs. No nothing that's gonna be of constructive value nothing that's going to really help our people uh get over this oppression cuz going outside and marching down the street with a damn cardboard sign that's not going to do shit you know you know the only thing that's going to help us is coming back to the law statutes and commandments returning to the lord you know and declaring the good news, the gospel, you know, the end of this satanic system, the end of this world when the Lord returns. It says whose possessors slay them, you know, they lynched up people, you know, hung them from trees, you know, men, women and children, you know, and the system uh, itself supports uh, the murder of Negroes. This is and hold and hold themselves not guilty because these people, they hold themselves not guilty. Prime example was, uh, with, uh, Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin, Martin was hunted down like a dog, man. George Zimmerman, which is a, uh, Edomite, even though his mother is Spanish, his father is a, uh, an Amalekite, a Jewish man. So that Edomite George Zimmerman hunted down Trayvon Martin. And, uh, he was even told to, to not, you know, not follow him by, by the, um, you know, I guess the emergency number, they told him not to follow him. He did it anyways and ended up shooting Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman, you know went to trial and was basically uh told that he didn't do anything wrong, you know whose possessors slay them and hold themselves not guilty. they found him not guilty and he's even today still harassing the family, man, trying to sue him and he was going on a tour man uh I think he sold a gun, all kind of shit, man, that's truly demonic, but these people they hold themselves not guilty. It says, and they that seldom say, blessed be the Lord for I am rich. So they believe that they're blessed, you know, those slave owners, when they had all those slaves and, and uh, they were making all that money from cotton and they were becoming wealthier than their, their uh, Northern brothers, you know, they they were sitting at their tables and they had their slaves preparing food and had the slaves out there picking cotton, you know, and a lot of them were Christians sitting up in the uh churches singing them corny hymns and and uh, talking about how they were blessed, man, through through uh slavery. This is for it says, For I am rich and they were rich, man, and they still are rich because those families that had slaves, those families are still in existence, man, they're descendants. You got people that's in these families. That are um uh, that are just still you know, they're probably just now spending that a lot of that slave money that been in their families for generations, man. This is in their own shepherds pity them not, which is going into the gatekeepers. They don't pity us, man. They don't care. You know? They don't they don't have the heart to to tell it like it is, man. That's why the the brothers out there that's prophesying, that's on the street corners, you know, those are the real brothers that care. Those are the ones that pity God's chosen people. Those are the ones that are sighing and crying. So let's go to that right quick. That's in the book of Ezekiel. That's who the real men of the Lord, that's who the real servants of Yahweh are. Or those men that are out there risking their lives and their freedom for this gospel, man, to tell these devils off, to tell to tell them that you're um, you're hurting God's people, man, and God's going to judge you for it. So let's go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter nine. And we'll start at. Verse four, it says, and the Lord said unto him go through the midst of the city through the midst of Jerusalem and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof so the men of the Lord who have the mark in their foreheads which is the knowledge wisdom and understanding the word mark means to be exempt from judgment those are men that are exempt from the judgment that's going to come upon our people who are disobedient you're going to have the elect men they're going to uh have that spiritual protection from Yahweh Bashem Yahweh Shai. Even if it means death, they're part of the elect, you know, and those men, you shall know them by their fruits. These are the men that are sighing and crying for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. These are the men that are sighing, they're crying, they're talking about all the abominations, all the wicked shit that's happening on the earth, all the, the wicked things that are happening uh, towards our people and even the wicked things that our people are doing, those are the men that are sighing and crying. Those are the ones that are not holding their peace day or night. They're the ones that are on the street corners, are uh, doing the uh, the lessons, you know, the live broadcast, the um, the documentaries, the books, you know, all the different things to feed our people, man. Those that are doing charitable acts, you know, waking up and I, uh waking up our people. And telling our people to return to the Lord, you know, declaring the gospel, the good news. Those are the real leaders of our people, man. You know, just they're in a, in a, uh, in a low estate, in, in a low condition, man. You know, no, no power in this society. You know, scriptures tell us that folly is set in great dignity. Those that are in involved in folly, they're looked uh, in high regard. But it says the rich sit in low place. So those that are spiritually rich are the ones that don't have uh, a large platform. You know, they don't have millions of people or tens of thousands of people following them, and and they don't have a mega church and all of that. Because a lot of these Negro um, pastors, they're gatekeepers too, man. They're in the they're in those fraternities, the Greek fraternities, like the Boule, you know? So let's, uh, let's see, let's get a, uh, one more scripture and then we're going to play the audio. We got, uh, you know, a little less than 15 minutes. So the, uh, the audio is over 20 minutes, so more than likely we're going to have to do a part two. So this is in the book of Luke, chapter 20, verse 20, because our Lord, Yahweh Shai, he went through this, you know, he went through having to deal with those gatekeepers because those gatekeepers, they're back on the earth, man, and the Lord, when he was healing, you know, his people. You know, you had the wicked Pharisees and the scribes. Now, not all of the uh, Pharisees were wicked, but those wicked Pharisees and scribes, they were your gatekeepers, man. They were the ones that were um, doing the bidding of the Roman government. You know, they were there, uh, you know, set up by the the Romans to to uh, watch over the people to be those uh you know, um, nobles, you know, going back to the definition of, uh, boule, you know, which goes back to the, uh, Greeks and the Romans had the same power structure, you know, like the Senate. And just like here in America, you have what the Senate, you have the, basically the, the, uh, political structure of the Romans and the Greeks. So, Let's go to Luke chapter 20, verse 20. And it reads, and they watched him and sent forth spies, which should fiend themselves just men. That they might take hold of his words so that that so they might deliver him unto the power and authority of the governor. So you had Negroes that was watching the Messiah, you know, spies, you know, agents, you know, in uh, today's vernacular snitches, you had um, accounts of, uh, what's his name, Al Sharpton being a, a snitch, man, being a government informant, So you got a lot of Negroes that are actually working with the feds, man. Going all the way back to, um, the time of, um, Marcus Garvey. You had Negroes that were sent within, uh, the, you know, Marcus Garvey's, uh, Marcus Garvey's, uh, organization. They were there spying, man, and going back and, uh, uh, telling details of, of, uh, his movement, which, those Negroes were set in place to disrupt and destroy his movement. And exactly what happened, man, that's exactly what they did. So in the ancient times you had men, you know, Jews that was watching the Lord. They were spies. It says, which should fiend themselves, just men. So they were coming off as if, as if they were just men, they were coming off as they were righteous men. It's like in modern times, you got a lot of these Negro pastors that, that fiend themselves just men, but they're spies. You know, you got Negroes uh, that's listening to this program that are spies that are listening uh, and trying to entrap, you know, this is that they might take hold of his words. So these Negroes that were uh, spies that fiend themselves uh, just men, they was trying to catch the Messiah up in his words. That's why you will have, um, agent provocateurs that are, that'll be on YouTube on our comment boards. And they'll say, uh, just reckless things, man. Trying to provoke us to anger. I've had Negroes to come up to the camp, you know, and say just reckless stuff, man. Trying to entrap me. That's, that's just what the scriptures are saying. You know, tr- trying to, uh, Twist our words, man. Let me read that again. It says. That they might take hold of his words because they was trying to accuse the Lord and trying to. um, You know, twist his words, you know, I keep going back to the the account when they was trying to accuse the Lord of being a tax dodger. That's when he was asking the Messiah about the coin, about uh, Caesar's uh, face. On the coin. And that's why the Lord said, Render unto Caesar was Caesar's. You know, the Lord was saying, look, that's Caesar's money, so you know, pay pay your taxes. But they was trying to accuse him of being, again, a tax dodger. Yeah. You know, or trying to incite the people to not pay their taxes. It says that so they might deliver him up into the power and authority of the governor. So they was trying to set him up, you know, trying to catch him in his words so they could deliver him to, so they can deliver him what up to the, uh to the government, the Roman government. Let's look up the word. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm computer right now all of a sudden it's not working anyways let's see all right it's not working hold on okay there we go so let's look up the word governor Means let's see, meaning so it says the meaning of governor is one that governs uh, how to use governor in a sentence. It says uh, let's see person who governs. So the wicked Pharisees and the scribes is trying to deliver up deliver up the Messiah to the people that govern over Israel. It says an official appointed to govern a colony or territory. So basically they was trying to deliver him up to the governor, but that also means you know, in so many words, delivering him up to the government. It says manager, administration, head of any organization, business or institution. It says uh let's see. Yeah, so it says a military commandant, you know. So, yeah, they were they were trying to deliver him up to, to the man, you know. Government, politics, the, uh, diplomacy, ruler or chief magistrate of a colony, provenance. Yeah, so they they were trying to catch the Lord up in his words to, to sell him out, man, you know, and, and he's, you know, going back to the modern times, man, you got agent provocateurs out there that's, you know, putting brothers and even sisters on terrorist watch list, you know, they'll watch the videos or they'll see a brother on the street, or they might have a, a run in with a brother or whatever like that. Like, cause they'll send spies to come up and, um, and p- provoke and what it end up happening is they will um, nominate uh, people that are, you know, classified as dissidents and put them on a the watch list, man, without, without their knowledge, you know? So the same uh, spirits that were selling out their own people, you know, delivering them up to, to, uh, the power structure, uh, you know, which is, which was the Roman government is, is happening in modern times. You got Negroes that are selling out their own people, man, putting them on terrorist watch lists or, or what's that saying? Uh, if you see some suspicious reported, you know, a lot of people or, or, or confidential informants, you know they're liars, but they they're trying to save their own ass, or they want to make some money, or they get their record expunged. You know, they'll they're sell they they will sell out their own people. So these um, you know uh, gatekeepers, they're snitches, man. They're they're you know, they're working in cahoots or working, working with the man, but at the same time they're not uh sitting at the table, man. They're, they're only there to, to be little watchdogs, man. You know, but they're not going to sit at the table with the, with the uh, power elites, you know, they're, they're not going to, uh you know, be in those very important meetings with the other Edomites. They're there to, you know, watch over the slaves. You know, and a lot of them they're happy with that, as long as they get their little crumbs or whatever, and their 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 little uh, little you know substance that they're you know that they get from these people they're cool. While while they sell out their own people and don't care, so what I'm gonna end up doing is I'm gonna end up um i uh, you know i'm going to end up playing the audio on the uh, next broadcast cuz you know we only got a couple of minutes so i really needed to go into these scriptures you know cuz uh again we have to realize that there's nothing new under the sun what the lord went through uh we're going to go through or we are going through you know, the, uh, deception and the, uh, the, um, just really, man, the, um, the, you know, the, um, what's the word I need to use? Uh, just turning their back on, on, on our people, man. They're, they're, they're totally, uh, selfish, man. They truly don't care about our people. They don't care if our people are starving. They don't care if our people are constantly being, um, taken advantage of, they don't, they don't, uh, plead the cause of the poor, you know, the, the fatherless or the widows, they do not care, man, you know? So other than that, you know, um, I'm gonna play the audio on the next, you know, next, next broadcast. So. Hope you brothers and sisters out there are staying strong. You know, we're in a spiritual fight, man. But, you know, we have to uh, look out for each other, man, because ain't nobody going to do it. You know, the Lord put in our spirit to care for our people. And we have to show it by uh, example and by works. You know. We have to do it because nobody else is going to do it for us. So stay strong. Shalom. All right, Shalawam, I'm back. This is the uh, continuation of the broadcast going into the gatekeepers, which are the Boulay, which are the the Negro bourgeois, you know, society, whether they be, uh, you know, the uh, Greek fraternities or, you know, wealthy uh, Negroes, but nonetheless, they are. Um, you know, involved in those uh, Greek fraternities, you know, they were pretty much uh, um, brought up, you know, just like how the uh, elites, the Edomite elites, they, you know, they, they, they grew up in, um, in families and stuff like that. They went through prestigious schools, and eventually they went through colleges, you know, went to the uh, universities or, you know, Ivy League colleges, because, you know, you have your your Edomite Ivy League colleges and you have your Negro Ivy League colleges. So they went through that. You know, they had again, they had families that were influential and they were just given uh, opportunities, man. And these Negroes, they look down on the rest of us. You know, they look down on um, Negroes, you know, your you know, common folk, you know. And they are given positions of power by their masters, you know, the Edomites. They're only there to uh, serve the illusion as if America is a just and fair society. But they're not going to let anybody, uh, you know, basically go through those gates unless they are of that same class, you know, of of the boule or you know, Greek fraternities, you have the sororities, you know, I I didn't mention that in the last broadcast, but you have the sororities, the women, you know, that are involved in the, um, in that the secret societies, Negro secret societies, you have the, what, the, um, the Greek, uh, sororities as well as the, uh, what's that Jack and Jill, which is an organization you have, um, what's that, um, Eastern Star, which is all a part of those uh, fraternities and secret organizations where they're doing rituals and you know they have the free free Masonic temples a lot of the pastors they're free, freemasons you know freemasons and they sit up in church you know talking about God, the Messiah, the Bible and they they're involved in uh idolatry man, secret uh, oaths, secret rituals you know a lot of them they be doing a lot of evil stuff you know they go through those different uh degrees you know and they're nothing but really um luciferians that's all they are they worship the spiritual demon satan i don't care what they say or how they pretend to be religious man if you're a christian and you're a freemason you're wicked so let's play this audio of uh, Steve Coakley going into the Boule. Again, I was telling you about this brother. Uh, he was who was deceased. He really, really was the first one to really go into these fraternities, these sororities. He, man, he named names. He he broke this whole thing down. So I have to um, play his audio because he was he's the brother. Who really go into the the gatekeepers, the boule. So here we go
1: for uh, hosting me and my friends here and appreciate you and all your company, Uh, Everybody's successively intense. And that is the demand of the day. Um, This secret society, this black, this particular black secret society that we'll talk about today is the first of the black Greek societies started in 1904 and that word that you said, "Boole," is actually an acronym. It's a Sigma Pi Phi. Sigma Pi Phi. 1904 in Philadelphia. And for most of our people, uh, we are not prepped to the responsibility of secret society in the American society. And this founding constitution, this illegal criminal enterprise was a Masonic affair. And uh, a masonry is a form of secret society. There are other well-known secret societies like Skull and Bones at Yale, of which this corrupt president and his father were members of. And it is that society that the black society modeled itself after. So when they wrote their first history book, The History of Sigma Pi Phi, by a very noted black author, University President Charles Wesley, who wrote the history book for the Elks, the Prince Hall Masons, uh, National Council of Negro Women, Alpha Phi Alpha, and Sigma Pi Phi. And as a result, in there, in page 28 of its first history book, it noted that it wanted to be like Skull and Bones at Yale. It was right here in Los Angeles at the Good Life on a Friday night. If you remember this time... The NAACP had a convention here, and LeGrand Clegg and Marla Gibbs were accused of making inflammatory statements. Working with Dr. Graham's book, The Maniquin Motif. Yes, that weekend, the Boulay was meeting here, July yeah. of 1990. They were having their twice-every-other-year uh, convention, biannual. And it was a front-page article in the L.A. Times by Karen Grisby-Gates, who uh, denoted that these elite black men were meeting in Los Angeles at this time. That was the first. I remember sending someone to the car to bring it in, and we read it from the stage of the boule. On July 18th, the day the story appeared, front page L.A. Times. And I thought it was unusual that the L.A. Times knew of this society, and I didn't know of them. Now, for our audience to understand, I'm starting off trying to explain to black people the impact of international policy groups like the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, Uh, when the bankers began to take over the American cities in the 70s, New York, 75, Cleveland, 77, Chicago, 79. And here in California, they used Proposition 13 to suck up the surplus out the budget. And bankers began to take over from municipalities the governing of the cities. And as I was scratching, I could not figure out how was there such black complicity in this centralization of worldwide power, the new world order. Uh, It's on the dollar bill, pyramid by white men who never built one. Never saw one, but they emulated this symbol and now comes a series of societies and now comes forth this black one in 1904. As we began to read deeper, it had another analogy in the story to Skull and Bones. It wasn't until we got the history book that the analogy that looked happenstantial in the story in the L.A. Times was actually deeper uh, in the actual history book where they drew attention to Skull and Bones, it denoted that W.E.B. Du Bois was a member. And it began to describe uh, people, uh, influential people in the present-day society. And historically, uh, our uh, university, historically black college presidents are primarily coming out of this, uh, advisors to the king. And that word, that boule word, can be looked up in an encyclopedia where well, now people don't use them, they use Internet. And that's a dangerous thing, a dangerous dependency. But boule, B-O-U-L-E, the Greek version. There's a French version that's a coming together, a conclave, the A.K.A. called their convention, the boule. But the Greek word is what we're looking for, the advisors to the king. The lower house of the Greek parliament is called boule. And if you know the American congressional system, Senate, six years, more power, authority, only 100. Two per state, Congress 435 have to run every two years. Your lower house has less power and authority. So it appears as if in finding the boule that within it was a subordination to something else. And in its history book, it drew attention. Here's a logo. And this is a, uh, their logo is a Grecian sphinx. It's an animal. And this Grecian sphinx is similar to a griffin or a gargoyle. Kind of ironically, the Boule had their convention in Los Angeles in 1941. And where else? Griffith Park. And this, this logo, this symbol, is a guardian animal. This would be similar to a rockwaller or a dog or a German shepherd. They tend to protect something higher than itself.
0: Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I went to Howard University, for instance, and a number of African so-called Greek societies fraternities, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well as in our community is a number of secret, semi-secret organizations. How is the boule different than the numerous fraternities and groups in our community? What is the relationship to the ruling class? Father,
1: son. Uh, the uh, nine, nine make up the axis of the black Greek dynasty. Therefore, male societies for female societies and the boule make the ninth one. Mm-hmm. The, the, they are the first 1904 series of alphas uh, uh, I, I'm not uh, versed in the exact order but I I have all of their history books and uh each of them draw attention to things where they got their ritual from the deltas uh draw attention to freemasonry he said our ritual came from Mary Church Terrell whose husband Robert Terrell was head of the Masonic lodge in Washington DC Mary Church Terrell Mary Church is the daughter of the first black millionaire in America
0: I just wanted to add that the brother um Steve Coakley is going into the frater- uh the fraternities and the sororities so not only you have um uh, negro men gatekeepers but you have Negro women gatekeepers that are set up in place to uh to be like the the they um, they're the block man they're there to uh, uh uh again gatekeep. so so whether it be information uh you know, political uh, uh power, uh finances, all of these go through the gatekeepers. You know, even with hip hop, you have hip hop gatekeepers. You know, they're the buffer between the the uh the Jewish record company owners and and independent artists that might be trying to get in the uh rap game but then they have to um Basically sell their souls. You got just just like you have a uh, Hollywood, the Hollywood casting couch where men and women have to uh, basically do homosexual or lesbian acts to get uh, any kind of roles or any kind of, um, um, you know, uh, progression in their career. You you have that in other uh, sectors of society, man. A lot of the uh, Greek fraternities, they do um, hazing, you know, a lot of rituals and stuff like that. And you go into the whole boule, they, they have the rituals too, man.
1: Robert Church of Memphis, Tennessee, huge mausoleum to him there. Those societies, uh, those four male, those four female and the boule tend to make up a a aristocracy. We talked in the park about the 10%. Uh, not not in the sense of us in exclusivity, but them in the terms of deputizing 10% of the population to assure that the 90% never catch on. And it's very important to know that if you look to Alpha Phi Alpha website, there's alphas, uh, kappas, qs, and phi, beta, sigma. There's uh, zeta, phi, beta, delta, sigma, theta, aka, and delta, uh, I'm missing somebody, uh, sigma, gamma, rho. Uh, if you look to, say, the Alpha website, they brag about being 95% of all black lawyers. Mm-hmm. Now, the Alphas are 95% of the black lawyers. What does that leave? The Kappas, the Cues? Okay, now we're in the 90s. They claim to be uh, uh, 65% of the black accountants, uh, the lawyers, the doctors, dominating. And it may be that our professions are dominated by people in the Greek societies. At Howard, there was a student that I tried to help get a doctorate in engineering. Very exclusive about giving them out. If you get one, you're set for life. Morgan State, Howard are very exclusive. Took big money from governments to make engineers, but the brothers, wasn't. they weren't coming out. And when we got deeply involved, uh, we found how close-knit, how selective the professional process is. So he ended up at the patent office. He was a Kappa. He said, we have 15 blacks, one female, 14 brothers, and all 14 of us are Kappas. Only Kappa's going to get in here. And, and there are jobs all over where we think we're applying for something fair and open. But I would suggest that the ruling class recognize this was a very significant period, d when they decided that they would give a college degree mm-hmm. to a person of African ancestry in America who after Reconstruction should have been pretty pissed off. And so they were very weak about it to Africans in America two thousand. So there was this thing they went through, a born man versus the made man. The born man, the king and the queens of Europe, uh, had to deputize people to colonize the lands, the Columbuses and the uh, Cecil Rhodeses who went to Africa. They weren't the aristocracy, but they fought to be gladiators and colonists and explorers, the Lewis and Clark who were Masons. uh, These men used the societies to advance the wishes of the ruling class, and they set up a system, a circle within a circle, within another circle. Each circle protected the circle within it.
0: Just again, wanted to add that he went into, just like the explorers, they were uh, masons and stuff like that, the so-called founding fathers. They were masons, you know what I'm saying? George Washington. These these uh, people were uh heavily... Involved in Freemasonry, you know, Masonic rituals, the the structure of the United States, especially, and uh, was that uh, uh, D.C. is full of Masonic symbols, the the structures, you know, or actually, uh, you know, uh, symbols of the compass and the square, also the uh Egyptian obelisks, and so you have this pyramid, the elites at the top. The countries and the governments are under that all the way down to to the lower level Freemasons to the police. They're they're also a fraternal order, you know, going all the way down to the gangs, man. The gangs are also or a form of uh, of those uh fraternities, you know, because a lot of them are working with the cops. So it, it's a, it's all a pyramid, man. But you have the Negro gatekeepers, the uh, Boulay, who are the buffer between uh, Negro society and and just the uh, dominant society. You know,
1: so when you look to that Boulay logo, you see there's an urn. There's an animal with the wing of, of the bird, the tail of a lion, and, and it's got an urn and it's got its paw over the urn. And it says in the history book number two by Hobart Jarrett that in the urn are the names of the people who are chosen to lead the state, which suggests that part of the society function is not to make known who the people of power and authority are. And one of their most serious indictments to this society is what they were used to do against Marcus Garvey. Could you explain that, please? Marcus Garvey, who began to surge for Africa, the Negro was breaking free, doesn't have a good reason to get with the white American establishment. You're right, you're right. They don't have a good reason. They're not getting paid. They, 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 they <laughs> built the country, got set free, didn't get the 40 acres and the mule. Right got reconstructed when they began to move into the southern houses in the Senate. They got reconstructed and not back. So there's disarray in our community. And this is before the industrial cities of Chicago and others began to have steel and, and uh, what do you call it, uh, the stock markets, are not. The, these are cattle, not not the bonds mm-hmm. uh, where people began to work in the south, fled to the north to work in those factories. And mm-hmm. Robert Abbott, mm-hmm. who was a boule man from Chicago, Chicago defender, who... It was a period when all the black editors were brought into Washington and told that they would have cracked down on Marcus Garvey. And their newspapers were not to be used. The Pittsburgh Courier, Chicago Defender, the Afro-American in Baltimore and Washington. All of these are Boulay families, the advisors to the king, this this group. So when Marcus Garvey came... Uh, Whites began to think that maybe assimilation is better. Maybe we can escalate. Let's not let these go. Maybe they don't seem too pissed off about all of this. Maybe they'll forgive these things we did to their ancestors. And maybe we can trick them. uh, Have a little, want some more. So as Garvey began to move, they began to see that a Harlem Renaissance could have been necessary, that they could then attract Africans in America, in the literature and science and the arts and poetry. And when he said back to Africa, he's trying to get to Liberia. So, our Moulton who was a big boule man from Tuskegee University who replaced Booker T. Washington. R.R. Moulton became a spy for the U.S. government to coordinate the program against Marcus Garvey in America. We have declassified documents uh, that came out in uh, 1993. The uh, Memphis Commercial Appeal did the story about Martin King, Kwame Touré. A lot of things came out about spying. Well, in that, which did not make the public press when we actually filed for the documents, there was R. R. Moton telling von Demand and military intelligence, "Don't tell anyone what I'm going to tell you about what Marcus Garvey said last night in Harlem." Mm-hmm. You know, and the letters marked confidential. And of course, eventually, uh, R. R. Moton, who went to Liberia, was given five million dollars to form a committee to keep Marcus Garvey out of Liberia. He never made it. He wanted to get there bad. Mm-hmm. They put five million. The five million in 1919. Man, this is this is fifty million, hundred million today. Inconceivable. And they rewarded R.R. R- Moulton for trying to undermine Marcus Garvey. He got the first, dig this deep, he got the first black veterans hospital in the United States mm-hmm. at Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. And then what did they give him for reward? Syphilis. Mm-hmm. You see the reward? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, he yeah. got something. Go back. But what they got
0: was bad, yeah, you know, yeah, what yeah. they gave him, you know. So let me ask you, so in essence, what you're saying is that the boule, represents the buffer class, the petit bourgeois, the comprador buffer class that manages Africa's workers, peasants, students, and middle class in many ways, and are paid well for that, and they receive their direct orders from the European capitalist class.
1: Yes, if you were to look to today, where Boule members like Vernon Jordan, who is uh, managing director of Goldman Sachs, he took... Bill Clinton, to his first Bilderberger meeting in 1971. The black man took the white man from Arkansas to the big international meeting. Mm-hmm. Vernon Jordan, former head of the Urban League, who groomed Ron Brown, uh, who then went on to become secretary of, uh, uh, of uh, commerce, killed in a plane crash, mm-hmm. murdered.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because Boule are considered domestic. Martin King was Boule. Look at the relationship between Martin and Kwame over going against the war. You don't hear anybody in the African-centered community primarily against the war. Mm-hmm. They're basically accepting it or looking for what they try to get when whites are passing out things like, you know, a grant here, this or that. They don't appear to be focused on that, that money that's being wasted, those billions of dollars. You see, African-African-African-Support the war? They are not. No, no, no. I'm just saying. They are not. Uh, pushing against the war. Yeah. Same way Martin King, I what when, you're when, yeah, when yeah, April 4th yeah. of '67, so right. so right. right. one year before he was yeah. killed to the date. When he came out of Riverside Church with Kwame in a certain and tie in the front row, mm-hmm. waiting to hear, because he calls her, you've got to mm-hmm. hear this. He comes out against the war. Boule mm-hmm. men are told to be domestic, not international. Mm-hmm. Mickey Leland was Sigma Pi Phi. Mm-hmm. He tried to stop a starvation going on in Ethiopia, Somalia. He, his plane crashes into the mountain. Congressman from Texas, mm-hmm. he dies. Uh, Ron Brown. Uh, yeah, Martin King, yeah, no question. Martin King uh, became international, and that became his biggest sin. He was financed by some of the greatest foundations America ever had to offer. Mm-hmm. But if they get beyond the defined limit, mm-hmm. then there's trouble. hmm hmm In terms of young people today who are on college campuses who want to join fraternities and sororities, what is your advice? It's interesting. The movie Stomp the Yard. hmm Uh, I thought that was an interesting attempt to try to reconstruct the options because they are catching hell in the streets. There is a rise of comedic-centered, African-centered societies that are repudiations of Greeks. And this is on the rise on many of the campuses around the country. Uh, And many of those fraternities and sororities like the American military were finding reduced numbers questions of hazing and brutality and see that's an important thing about a secret society is the initiation or the ritual which is an act of submission mm-hmm. i would never want anyone to underestimate when someone goes on that line and they beat them or they make them do things or unusual things or ridicule them that that act is an act of submission and that's mm-hmm. very essential to keeping a secret society in order how do you command that subordination mm-hmm. and uh that for uh, so for today when they're on the campuses, they see the boule If you look to the Boule Journal, you can look up dot uh, net. You can hit up my website, com, and then you can link into their website. Uh, you look at their Boule Journal, you see what they play up there. They're the head of everything. They're announcing every key position they have. They're the advisor to every person, every corporation. Uh, they're the black head of American Express. You know, we can just walk on down the line of, those that rose were theirs and only theirs. No one got past. You know, I noticed that Harold Washington, our black mayors were uniquely Boulet, Andy Young when he was Atlanta, Dinkins when he was New York, Bradley when he was Los Angeles. But none of those men were able to groom their man. So Bradley was mayor 20 years but didn't have Bradley too. You know, Jenkins couldn't turn it over to anybody. Then white folk walked and beat on his door to run him out. Uh, 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 different cities, in uh, Detroit, Coleman Young was not a boule member. Mm-hmm. Harold Washington was not a boule member, Mm -hmm. and the relationship between the white financial firms and Harold Washington was uniquely different than it was with men who were more trusted. Brother Steve, yeah, it just made me think about something we had talked about. You know, um, as a young brother in Chicago, really uh, wanting to get involved in the movement. uh, When I came back from college, there there were various options. Was uh, in Chicago and. Um, no, the black politics, uh, at 75 was still dominated by Mayor Daley, uh, Ralph Metcalf, who was the first person to break away, whose assistant was Harold Washington, who eventually became the mayor. That first congressional district, which Bobby Rush, former Black Panther, is the mm-hmm. congressman in now. Um, that, that district, uh, we had Haki Mahabuti there about.
0: Let me, uh, go into the scripture right quick, because when he had mentioned about the, uh, the, uh, comedic uh religion which we're not you know, we're not Hamites, you know. The Kemetic religion is basically those African centered religions like uh Egyptology. We're not Egyptians, you know. You go uh into the Bible we know in the book of um Exodus that the Egyptians had us in slavery. So I wanted to go into this scripture because he mentioned again about the um the African centered religions and also the uh, the Greeks. There's a lot of our people that go to these colleges or universities, they will pledge in those uh, fraternities or sororities. That's a real big thing with the Negro culture. Even uh, what's his name, um, Roland Martin, who is a he's a journalist and he have his own uh, broadcast platform. You know, he's he's a uh, you know he's from that uh, Greek. Uh, fraternity culture man you know and he's basically a gatekeeper so they they uh, they will basically um, give each other opportunities but this scripture right here lets us know that you had Israelites that they were They were involved in that Greek culture. That's where you get, you know, when you go into the scripture where it it says neither Jew or Greek, that's talking about Israelites. It's not talking about the actual Greeks because you had the Israelites that were living in those parts with the heathens among the Greeks, among the Romans, and they were in that Gentile state of mind. So this is the book of 2 Maccabees 4, verse 14. It says, that the priest had no courage to serve any more at the altar, but despising the temple and neglecting the sacrifices, hastening to part, hastened to be partakers of the unlawful allowance in the place of exercise. So you had the priest that had no more courage. They, they weren't doing the priestly duties. They despised the temple of Yahweh. You know, they neglected the sacrifices, the sacrifices, which is going into the priestly duties. So they they uh, disregarded that to be partakers. They hastened, meaning they was quick to be partakers in an unlawful allowance in the place of exercise, which is going into the Greeks, the Greek culture of the Israelites that would go into those gymnasiums. You know, living in addressing and acting like the Greeks, speaking the Greek language. It says after the game of discus called them forth, going into the uh, what? The Olympics, because the Olympics go all the way back to the the time of the Greeks. You know, so you had Israelites that were involved in those sports, you know. So now in modern times, you have the, the Negroes who are from the tribe of Judah, you know, both men and women. That will pledge um, in those fraternities, in those sororities, and within that culture, you know, they look out for each other. You know, they're the gatekeepers, so they're the ones who will get into these companies and and will hire other uh, people. You know, other Negroes that are that are in their uh, fraternities, like the Kappas, you know, and and so forth. You have the the bourgeois within the you know the boule society like he's saying Sigma Pi Phi, but then you have the the you know the the other Greek fraternities and they'll look out for each other. You know, they're they're the ones that get uh, other uh, members hired and stuff like that, and they'll do a lot of things, man. And then just people that are in those. Greek fraternities or sororities, they're left out, you know.
1: Bobby Wright was on the west side. Um, um, the NAACP, the Urban League. Uh, Elijah Muhammad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna say, the Minister actually came to Chicago just a couple of years later when the when Elijah Muhammad died, and uh, he was brought in from New York, and then the stripped by Wallace D. and he stayed in Chicago. Uh, uh, with that period of coming back, there was not a lot of things to get involved in. As I'm scratching, I, I found a book, a Nunday called a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It's a white, right-wing kind of book right, right. And it says sometimes some things about us are communists or something. Uh, but I looked through that and I saw relationships with General Electric and Exxon Mobil and and I looked at all and these relationships I started to research. It wasn't until I found them in Chicago that Chicago accepted what I was trying to say. We used to have one radio show came on WJPC Johnson Publishing, who is Boulay, Ebony Jet, etc. And uh, uh, Vernon Jarrett was the host of the show, who I didn't know was head of the Boulay at that time, Chicago Tribune columnist. I uh, started Axo for the NAACP and one day I called in and I was trying to explain some of this stuff and he cut me off He said we're not going to have any of that. I didn't know he was Boulay. Uh, when I ended up becoming special assistant to the mayor, the other special assistant was Erwin France who was head of Model Cities under Mayor Daly. He was an alpha like the mayor, they buddies, all of this and that, but I was a threat to him, but I didn't know at that time he was head of the bootleg. It wasn't until later, and then that's when I went to my friends, my African-centered friends in Chicago, say, hey man, I'm researching these white folks and I think I found the black folks connected to the white folks, and then I started finding black folks' names, African-centered black folks' names. Uh, Jake Carruthers, you know, and Jake Carruthers my hero in Chicago. He's He's in a group with Bobby and Conrad and Bob Star, A lot of people. I and sometimes the people I love. I e. He, he said, "Man, we got to talk. Let's talk about that." Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I started looking up other names. I saw Asa Hilliard's name, and I said, and so I felt that as I began to get deeper into this relationship, I began to notice that. My African-centered friends were less happy about me getting to the bottom of this. And they wanted to focus me on, I remember they taking me in a room. I used to work for Bobby Wright. I remember them taking me in the research room. They had put this map of the United States. And they had all these little pin boards on Montana, Utah, Wyoming. I said, now we want you to focus on these guys. I said, well, what bank do they run? And I was trying to say that the first national bank of Chicago was Chase Manhattan. Because mm-hmm. the guy left Chase came to Chicago, took it over. Well, time came. First National Bank of Chicago merged with Bank 1 of Ohio, they merged with the National Bank of Detroit, that's the region, they all merged with Chase, who had just merged with J.P. Morgan, Mm -hmm. and now Rockefeller got the banks from New York all the way to Chicago, nonstop, every one of them locked down. But the Chicago was resistant to accepting this focus. See, why are not our people focused on ExxonMobil? Why are there no protests against high-ass oil prices, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I make my children know who's on the boards of all these corporations, the private equity firms that own all of the stock, Vanguard, Wellington, uh, Global, Barclay Global. Uh, These companies are obscure to our community. Mm -hmm. We're not knowing. We're not focusing on the white supremacy that's coming at us. The Klan is not a threat to our African community. They're not coming in the neighborhood, but Chase and 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 Goldman Sachs and Lazard Ferrez and uh Standard and Poor's and Moody's uh, obscure bond rating companies that can control cities that our people don't don't mess with, you know. Mm-hmm. I showed in Chicago and in Cincinnati, which had a, one of the best boycotts oh, yeah, that's of right. any city. That's right. It is I mean it was and it still went on just last weekend they tried to come back with a big festival. Mary J. Blige pulled out some more people pulled out, kinda made it lose money. Mm-hmm. And uh but there in Cincinnati we targeted we targeted uh uh three people the Tav family which runs the state skull and bones. Mm-hmm. Tav family still today the gov was just left as governor uh we uh targeted Procter and Gamble and we targeted Carl Linder, who owned Chiquita Bananas.
2: Mm -hmm. And when
1: we got through harassing Chiquita Bananas, some of our friends at the radio station there had stopped. $119 a share. When we finished with him, it went to $5.40 a share, and he sold Chiquita. Now, what I'm trying to say is there's a vulnerability in America that has not been exercised by our community because our secret societies have been pledged never to tell us those vulnerabilities. They work for them. They patch them. They protect them. They act like they don't exist, but they serve them Mm -hmm. and they never utter against them even never whispered to us. Mm-hmm. If you saw on that boule tape when we were there messing at the convention, mm-hmm. I told my buddies, we're not here to recruit them. We don't want them to be better brothers. We want to warn them that if they're the guard dog on white supremacy, when we jump the
0: fence, what you... So that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, that brother, uh, Steve Coakley, man, he he was going in on the boule, and uh, and like I said, uh, he had uh, talked about how they uh, they they... They came after man. He he was poisoned. He almost died, and then sometime later he did pass. But um, he was the first one to go into the boule and the whole power structure. Uh, the the gatekeepers, the Negro gatekeepers, you know, and uh, ever since Negroes have gotten money, they they've been in place, man, and. You go all the way back in time to our Lord and Savior. How was He dealt with those wicked Pharisees and scribes who were the gatekeepers, you know. So let's get this uh, one scripture, and uh, if uh, if any other scriptures come to mind, um, you know, we'll we'll go into it. So this is the this is in the book of Matthew, chapter twenty-two, verse fifteen, and it reads. Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk, and they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth. So you had the Pharisees, they took counsel just like how you have the Boulay and all these other groups, they actually get together and they counsels. You know, they would actually target people, man. They'll go against, uh, you know, people that, uh, you know, upset their, uh, you know, their positions, man. You know, whether it be the misinformation, because they'll push out certain misinformation. You might have, you know, groups out there or even civil rights people, you know, that aren't going along with the the, uh, narrative. And, and they will, uh, they'll basically, uh, run a campaign against that person. They'll, they'll go against their own people, you know, at the behest of the, uh, elites. But in the ancient times, you had the Pharisees that were taking counsel to try to entangle, uh, the Lord, you know, in his speech. And it says, and they sent out unto him, their disciples with the Herodians saying, master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? So these people were sent, you know what I'm saying? They were sent, you know, by the Pharisees who were only uh, concerned about their positions of power because they were given those positions of power by the Romans, you know, even though they were experts in law, the uh, the nation of Israel was being occupied by the Romans. So they had these Negro gatekeepers uh, watching over the Israelites to make sure that there was no uh, uprisings or any kind of other stuff going on, you know. Uh, and when the Lord Shai came on the scene, he was considered a revolutionary. He was considered a subversive, you know, first by the, uh, by the Jews and the Romans at the time didn't consider the Lord, you know, a threat, you know, cause remember the account where, um, you know, he was tried and, and I forgot which I think it was, um, uh, what's his name? uh um, Pontius Pilate was basically, I think he said he he find no fault in his man, so there was no proof. But it was the Jews that was constantly trying to get the Romans to uh, persecute him, and they did. Eventually, they end up uh, choosing between Barabbas, who was a criminal, and 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 uh, basically allowing Barabbas to go free. And they chose to uh, execute the Messiah. It says, um, "Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not?" So they trying to again catch the Lord up or entangle him in his talk or in his speech, asking him about Caesar and the coin. You know, is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar, which is which was taxes? You know. So there was, you know, trying to see if the Lord was say anything against the taxes. It says, But Yahweh shall perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? So the Lord rebuked them, you know. He he perceived, he knew that they was up to no good. He knew that they was wicked, trying to set them up. That's why he says, Why tempt ye me, you know? Ye hypocrites, so the Lord called them a hypocrite, called them actors, because that's what the word hypocrite means. It means an actor. Show me the tribute money. (laughs) Lord was like, Show me the money, you know, show me the coin. It says, and they brought unto him a penny, and he saith unto them, Who whose is this image in superscription? You know, so just like you have a, a coin. You know, uh, a penny or a nickel or a quarter or a dime, you know, that that's a that's a uh, on those coins or images of Edomites, you know, the, the Edomite uh, presidents, you know, and Caesar, you know, uh, you know, in the ancient times, he was, a you know, he was a president. So they was asking, uh, um, you know, the, the uh, these uh, wicked men was asking the Messiah about. You know, taxes. So, this is what the Lord said. He says, uh, Then saith he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and to, to Yahweh the things that are Yahweh's. So, let me re- repeat that again. It says, And they said unto him, Caesar's. So, the Lord, uh, you know, ask him the question, Who's, whose face is on the coin? And they said, they say unto him, Caesar's. Then said he unto them, then this is what the Lord said. He says, render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's. So the Messiah was saying, look, what, you know, this money, you know, is is, a, is a by the Romans, you know, by the Caesar. So you give to Caesar what Caesar." You know, so he you was know, basically saying, Look, you pay your taxes. You know, it says, And to hours, the things that are Yahweh's. So the things that Yahweh, you render unto the Heavenly Father. It says, Then they had heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. Let's see. It says, The same day came to him the Sadducees. Would say there is no resurrection, and they asked him, saying, Master, Moses said, If a man die having no children, his brother and shall marry his wife. So that's that's going into something else, but you could see how they were always trying to catch the Lord up in his words, and every time the Lord had you know, had an answer for him. Scriptures going to be ready to give an answer. So the Lord he was able, uh, more than any one of us, you know, cause the Lord, he gave us the, 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 uh, he's the, the prime example of how to, um, work the law, but also how to deal with contentious people. You know, that's why we do our best to follow the teachings of the Messiah, you know, and sometimes we get it right and sometimes we don't, but. You know, the Lord have given us a great example in his word how to deal with, uh, you know, with people, you know, in these last days, uh, more so than ever, these gatekeepers and, and the ones that control the gatekeepers are going to, um, come after God's chosen people, you know, especially after, um, Brothers, uh, continue to expose the wicked. You know, can expose the the lies and the games. You know, so let's go to uh, the book of uh, Amos, because we we've been going into the gate. You know the uh, the gates. You know the gatekeepers. You know. So, when brothers is out there prophesying, they're actually speaking to the gate to the nobles, you know? So, let's get that. That's uh, what's that? Uh, uh, Amos chapter 5, verse 10, and it reads, They hate him the rebukeeth in the gate. So, when brothers is out there prophesying, whether it be on the street corners or on video or audio, they hate the men of the Lord that's rebuking at the gate. So who is at the gate, the gatekeepers, you don't think that they know who we are, you know, and they're getting uncomfortable, man. They're, they're, uh, they're getting real, uh, antsy, man, because for so long they've been able to beguile our people. And now that our people are waking up a lot of these, uh, Negro puppets or, or, um, you know, basically put in a position where they're going to have to uh, give the people an answer. They're not going to be able to finesse them and, and lie more more. So they're going to have to um, answer difficult questions that they can't answer. That's why a lot of these Negro pastors in these churches that are Masons, a lot of their congregations are leaving because they got no answers. See, w- We only uh, can see, you know, like um, we can only see just within our, you know, our immediate circle, so to speak. You know, the people that we know, you know, even like uh, brothers videos or whatever like that. But the whole picture, these people know that our people are waking up. You know what I'm saying? They, th- these are the people that got access to everybody's computers, you know, got access to uh, populations of people. And they can see the masses of our people that are waking up. Both common people, you know, common Israelites, you know, folks. And then the people that that are um, influential, man, you know, entertainers, athletes that are now professing that they're Israelites. So these gatekeepers, they see it. And and uh, they're being grilled by their uh, puppet masters, man. And, and they have that hatred, you know? That's why a lot of our people, um, I'll say it like this, don't realize how deep this thing is, man, and how our own people are gonna work against us and are working against us. This is and they abhor him that speaketh uprightly. So they abhor those that speak uprightly. The words that's uprightly are the Bible, the law, statutes and commandments, the prophecies, you know, the the uh the testimonies, you know, everything that pertains to the Bible, the Gospels, the words of our Lord, you know. They hate it, the people they hate it, they they abhor him that speak of uprightly, so they hate us, man. They truly hate us. Because, you know, the men of the Lord, they're at those gates speaking the words of Yahweh. And the gatekeepers they're watching you know you have uh, um the police, you have the different agencies you know you have community uh groups and stuff like that you have the freemasons you know they they all uh know who we are man. So that's why they have their spies, their agent provocateurs, you know, their uh, minions trying to catch us up in our words, you know. Because as long as they can keep our people uh, asleep, you know, and not knowing who they are and complacent and happy being in this condition, they're good. Let's get one more scripture, because you're gonna have in these last days that whether it be the gatekeepers or um you know other people out there that's that's uh upholding the satanic structure, they're gonna be coming after God's chosen people, not only you know the men of the Lord, the prophets but just average brothers and sisters that ain't out there prophesying. That's why we always try to warn you brothers and sisters out there that, you know, everybody is going to be tried. Your faith is going to be tested, you know? Same way that the wicked Pharisees and scribes conspired, to have our lord killed you're going to have uh wicked negroes in these last days they're going to have that same spirit you know to try to kill god's people man they're going to sell out their own people and they actually the, the wicked negroes are going to actually be thinking they're doing a good thing you know Con, you know consider themselves being patriotic or or you know getting rid of a cult you know cuz they call hebrews cults And it's a lot of satanic things that are happening, man. A lot of um, false flags, you know, to to entrap or to uh, accuse Israelites as being uh, a terrorist, you know, organization or group or whatever like that. So it's all meant to set brothers and sisters up. You could see that the majority of the people they're gonna go along with it because a lot of people in the society are going along with whatever narrative or psyop that's being pushed. During the time of uh what was his name? Nero, he set up he set up a false flag. He burned uh parts of Rome down and blamed it on the Jews. That's where you get the uh, Roman persecution of the Jews. So the scriptures, again, tell us that there's nothing new under the sun. So false flags ain't nothing uh new, man. They've been doing this, you know, since thousands of years ago. So this is the book of St. John, chapter 16, verse 2. It says, they shall put you out of the synagogues, yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think they that he doth God service. So the scriptures uh, tell us that uh our people are gonna be kicked out of the synagogues, you know, churches or organizations. It says and the time comes, so the time will come, that said it says that whosoever killeth you will think that they think that he doth God service. So the people that's going to come after our people, whether they be the uh, the gatekeepers or, you know, Negroes that are agent provocateurs, spies, and they actually are involved in putting our people to death. They're going to actually be thinking they're doing God's service. You know, you have people out there that's going to be totally bewitched, thinking they're doing a good thing, persecuting and and. And uh, having a part in putting God's people to death. They they think that they're going to be doing a good thing, man, but they're deceived. You know, you got people that's coming against Israelites and they're gung ho about it, man. They thinking they're doing God's service, but really they're being um, deceived by Satan. You know, because what are what are Israelites telling people to do? that's so bad. We're telling our people to keep the law, statutes of commandments, fear that, you know, fear the heavenly father, you know, keep the law, statutes of commandments, be brotherly, you know, charity, you know, be charitable, you know, you know, put down these wicked demonic holidays, you know, we go into the biblical prophecies, you know, end time prophecies, All of those things that um, that the Christian pastors don't go into, we're reading the Bible, man, and we go into end time prophecies. It's very important that we do because the Lord, um, you know, uh, commanded us to uh, teach our people, man, feed the sheep. With knowledge and wisdom and you're gonna need the knowledge, wisdom in the last days. The scriptures go that go into how wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of our times, you know. And then also prophecy is is a is a greatest gift, you know. Cause the Christian churches they don't go into prophecy. Let's see. So this is the book of First Corinthians, chapter twelve. Um, let's see. Oh, Salaki. Let me see. I uh, just ran across that scripture not too long ago. Let's see, I might be running out of time, but it's a scripture that go into uh, how um, prophecy. But what's you know, prophecy is a very important scripture. Say that Shai is the spirit of prophecy. We'll get that. But also it goes into charity, you know. And that's why we got to go into prophecy, you know. So this is the book of Revelation chapter 19. Let's see. Verse 10. And it reads, and I fell at his feet. To worship him and he said and to me see thou do it not I am thy fellow servant and thy brethren that have the testimony of Yehowah Shai worship Yahweh, for the testimony of Yahweh Shai is the spirit of prophecy so the testimony of Yahweh Shai is the spirit of prophecy that's why we go into prophecy because that's the spirit of Yahweh, Shai going into those prophecies. Let's see. Let me see if I can find it. One more scripture running out of. Let's see. Okay, yeah, this is the book of First Corinthians, chapter 14. Uh 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Follow after charity, charity, and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. So yeah, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, because you have many different spiritual gifts. But rather that ye may prophesy, so the 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 gift of prophecy is a highly desired spiritual gift to be able to prophesy to go into the scriptures and, and prophesy. Thus saith the Lord. So it is a it's a desirable uh, gift to have, man, and that gift is from Yahweh. You know, you know, faith is a gift from the heavenly father. So you see how it all connects together. You know, Bible go into like you could prophesy, but if you don't have charity, you don't have anything. So it all is all uh, links together. You know, but yeah, prophecy is a very spiritual gift, man. You know, and that's why we got to go into these prophecies. But the wicked, they hate prophecy. They don't like hearing the judgment of Yahweh for those that are disobedient, you know, and we have to tell our people, you know, to repent, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is nigh. So I hope this um this broadcast was edifying. You know, I know it was, uh, you know, going into, you know, a lot of scriptures and, and uh, going into the audio, you know, I can only put so much in uh in two, you know, like a uh, two-hour increment. But nonetheless, you know, brothers and sisters, stay strong. If you uh, need to email me, email me at a new song is sung at Uh Also, uh, Lord's Will, we're going to be going into the um, Lashwan Kaddash revival, going into the Hebrew language. So we're going to get that going shortly. Shalom.